back to listen to episode 35 of the By Chance Podcast with your host, Jay Del Negro. This week's show is the conclusion of last week's episode with Regina Gina G. Last week on episode 34, Regina Gina G opened up about the abuse in her household growing up. And this week, the tale is continued. And right after the break, we'll get into that story. But before then, however, we've got to talk about a few things. First, above all else, and really the only thing I want to talk about is thank you all for listening. One thing I've noticed is with the exception of like the Joe Budden podcast, most of the bigger shows don't thank their audience every time out. And if I had to say why, it's probably because there is an expectation that the audience will always be there. Me, I feel no such of a way. And I'm genuinely, genuinely surprised and appreciative when I see plays and downloads in places like Spain or Malaysia or fucking Ashburn, Virginia. That shit is dope. Almost just as dope as when you drop that five star rating on iTunes or pick up some merchandise from my Redbubble shop or tell a friend to tell a friend and continuously tell all your friends about this show. It's a good idea anyway, and really, you'll be doing yourself a favor. For instance, if you haven't listened to episode 34, go back and cop that. It'll help as a lead into this episode. Now on to episode 35. So it's three of you guys, right? Yes. Me and my mom. Me and your mom. Did they also experience things similar to that you that you experienced? Oh hell yeah. Like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And that's literally how she went. Her mama treated her like that. Her her mama's mama treated them like that. You know, it's a long line of bullshit. So yeah, they went through their own things and like for them their trauma started off with I ain't never want no big ass black ass boys. Black woman want a big ass black ass man. What is wrong with you? Like now I get that. Growing up though, you don't realize how being a man and hearing that your mother don't want you impacts you. Or being a young boy and you're going through all these things that young boys in Baltimore go through and you hear that your mother don't want you. But then she turns around and be like, Oh, I love you. Y'all my niggas, I ride for you. Uh what? So I know you're, you're one brother, the middle brother, turned out to be uh, kind of notable for yeah. one reason specifically. Um, yeah. did, did your mom, did your mom, when, when that was like in, in arm's reach, when, when, when it was attainable, that that goal could actually happen, did anything change as far as your mom's uh, help, you know, support or anything? Was her behavior different towards him in particular or, or any of you or, you or you all when that was like right on the doorstep? Mm, yeah, something changed. Um, I honestly say what happened for him was a gift and a curse for us um, as a unit because she got crazier. It literally was, so he had two pivotal moments, of course, you know, college, and then when he went beyond college, 
it's just this small tomorrow, you know what I mean? So yeah. people hear my yeah. name, they put the last name. If they know, then they think they know. And I look at them like, now I got to fight you because, like, I'm still his big sister. So you don't know what you think you know. You don't know what we've been through. Now I got to kick you. So it's one of those. So I'm always very leery. Like, everybody want to be somebody's friend. Clout chasing is not new. <laughs> it's not new. Sure, sure. Um, but, yes, things changed a lot for us. So when he went to um, college, right, and that whole ordeal, because it's always an ordeal with 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 that shit, right? So when he went to college, she changed. It was one of those, oh, I love you, I'm proud of you. Um, and, I mean, she had her moments where it was like, you ain't shit, you think you better than me. And it's like, on face, I would look at her and be like, yeah, bitch, because he's better than all of us right now. Like, And that's how it's supposed to be because that's what we want to support him to do. But as time went on and he just got better and better and more in tune, her attack got worse. The horrible. I mean, because you said we went through abuse in our childhood. No, nah, niggas was fighting in our adulthood, too. Like, it's just we big as shit now, so we double-dog dare you, right? Because this is what you instilled in us. Not saying that this man would hit his mama, but I am saying that there have been times when this man had to, like, lay his big-ass body on top of his mother to keep her from hitting him with shit. Because he's huge. This is in college. So then he gets fucking money, right? (laughs) Now he gets some money up under his belt, and it goes batshit crazy. So the night, uh, just real quick notes version, because I guess this breaks my heart every time I, I tell it out loud. And this is why I know he's not where he could be based off of skill. It's the shitty people around him, myself included, right? So, um, so the big selection night, right, 2009, big selection night, right? Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, this is the same day his son's born, right? So that's supposed to be happy for family all over the life. This is supposed to be the golden day. So we all standing in the hospital, um, me, my boyfriend, him, his now wife is in the hospital bed, and my mom, we're all, uh, like, standing in the in the in the room, and my mother just starts going in on the baby mother, like, oh, bitch, this is what you wanted, da-da-da-da, just, like, push it. And so I look over, and I'm like, all right, y'all, let's leave the room, because it's getting late in the afternoon. I still, I wanted to go smoke. My mother was just too much. I wanted to go smoke. <laughs> so I wanted to go smoke before we all had to end up at the ESPN zone downtown. So I'm like, come on, let's leave a room. We leave a room or whatever. And, like, as soon as we walked out that threshold, I looked my mother in her face, and I saw that crazy come over her. And I said to myself, fuck, G, you're going to have to be on high alert tonight. But I ain't said it to nobody. I looked at my, my boyfriend. He was like, yo, your mother on one. I said, I know. He was like, all right, yo, we're going to be ready. Cool. Because if you with me, you had to be ready. He was like, all right, cool. We get to the ESPN zone the whole night. I'm trying to entertain, like, all of the family, the crowd, like, keeping niggas at bay. I'm just working the room like I normally do because that's the only way me and him survived some shit. I had to work a room. So I'm working the room. Next thing I know, my mother is fussing in the back with his mentor's brother. What is going on? Oh, the first round has already went down. So the million-dollar bucks are gone. Now I'm putting two and two together. 
these two people go outside, I literally have, like, one of those freeze frame moments, right, when I'm like, mm, what do you do? Do you sit here with your brother who needs you? Or do you go outside with your mother and prevent her from doing some crazy shit? I looked at him and I said, I'll be right back. And I go get my mom. And then four names into the fucking second round, they call his name, and I'm outside, standing in between my mother and some no-name nigga fussing about money that don't belong to nobody but that dude sitting in that fucking room alone amongst strangers. And so I'm the first one. I'm like, they called his name. I'm the first one who run through the door because I'm always his biggest supporter. I'm the first one who run through the door, pushing people. I get around. I push through the crowd, and he has tears in his eyes, not happy tears. I know these tears. These are two fucking familiar tears for me. And so I see them, and then I start to cry, and I hold them, and I'm like, it's all right, yo. I'm here now. And he was like, I looked around, and y'all was gone. And I can never not hear him say that. I looked around and y'all was gone. <clears throat> well, moments like that. Yeah, you said that, that hurts. Hurt? That hurts. Oh, it hurts. I know it hurts. I think it still hurts him to this day. And that's why as his big sister, I will never fucking forsake him like that again. Ne not... For damn sure not for her. Oh, no. I made the wrong choice in that moment. But that's the thing. I will always choose her over us. I used to always choose her over us. Knowing that we needed me, if that made sense. Why do you always choose your mom? Because nobody chose her from the stories that she told me. You know what I mean? Because I would be the kid, like, after the night brawls into like 11.30 at night, I would be the one she would then come to the room at like 5 in the morning, caress my head, kiss me. Ree, you want to go to the store? You want to get some breakfast? You want Yo, D-Ray Davis did this joke. He was like, females be missing when dudes want to apologize. Like, y'all just don't be paying attention. It's when we come back in the room and be like, you want something from the store? That's our apology to you, right? And, like, I laughed but was crying as I was hearing that because I was like, yo, that is some hurt-ass shit saying I'm sorry, fam, because you hurt that bitch, right? Because I experienced that. So, I w But me, I would always choose her. I would get up. I remember one time, y'all, I had a busted lip, but I got up. <laughs> lip busted and all, and I had to figure out how I was going to go out in public with my mom who busted my lip, but she wanted me to go out in public with her. Do you know if your mother recognized what she was doing? At that time, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, now that I'm around that age that she was, it's like when she was kicking on the phone and you would probably hear her reveal her truth with her girlfriend, I was like, oh, that bitch on the phone, let's go. Like, let's hide. Let's go. Let's get out of the house. Like, let's go do something, right? Like, the bitch is occupied. Um, but in her adult life, 
we didn't let her run from it. And I think that's part of at least me and her problem right now. You're not going to sit and break bread with me, fam, and then act like it's always been the hospitals around here. Like, nah, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. That's not how growth works. You got to take shit for what it is. That's, that's probably why me and her don't talk much now. I'm, excuse me, I remember Christmas Day 2015, 16, one of the two. I sat at my brother's Christmas table and told her, Fuck you. I no longer need your validation. So if we got to fight about that feeling, we can. Or we're going outside of right here. And I looked at her. You want to say fuck me? Fuck you again. And my brother like, yo, you just said fuck her. She just said fuck us. So fuck her. I felt bad afterwards, but it definitely took a couple of months. Have you talked to someone? Mm-hmm. So Not since about, about this. Not necessarily funny anything, but since since you've discovered that you need to get away from your abuser, mm-hmm. have you talked to someone? Yeah, so here's the, like, the beauty and the layers of my life, right? There's always been a pivotal person who's come in and been like, hey, let me save you a little bit, right? So, like, like I said, I traveled a lot in high school. That's because the guy called my dad found opportunities for me to travel for academic reasons. And when he would get me alone, it would be like, not on no funny business, but it would be like, Regina, that's not what love looks like. That's not how love should be. Like, you need, and he would always let me unrest, like, just lay my burdens down on him because he understood he had a similar history. So it was like, he would always be there, and then I would feel better, and I would, like, get up and go, and I could, like, just run, and I would come home, and I think she would see that light in me and be like, oh, no, who the fuck put her back together? Let's bring her down again. And so I would always have people like that kind of just rocking with me, and, like, not until about 28, 29 did I go, all right, so professional help makes this better, because, again, your homegirls ain't got the answers. Although, ultimately, my homegirls didn't have the answers because all of them was like, yo, you need to leave your mom. And I was like, who does that? That's retarded. Oh, my God, you heartless. Mm, I (laughs) I don't feel that anymore. You left your mom. um, You know, the impact that has left on your life, not necessarily the abuse, but leaving your mom. Um, Hmm. That's not something you can really do lightly when you're looking at your mom in the mirror. Sam, or when you want to be a mom, right? Like, because I'm one of those believers of, you know, the shit you put out there is the shit you get back. Um, So it's like, you left your mama. What's your daughter going to do to you type Thoughts kind of creep into my head sometimes, and my dad, because I had this, I was breaking down one day uh, about a year or two ago, and I was like, Daddy, I don't know, I just don't understand, like, blah, and so he said, Regina, one, your daughter is going to love and cherish you because of all of the shit that you've been through to get her. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. He was like, two, you have a litany 
of what not to do. I do not see you doing any of those things to any of your children because you don't do them to the people you love now. I was like, all right, that makes some sense. He was like, but lastly, if you do create any of the same space, energy, whatever that your mom did for you to her, you'll know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so... It is hard. Don't get me wrong. And 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 don't get me wrong, I, that's my G. Like, I love her to this day. Like, I love everything about her. Like, even the darkness in her. Because I know it wasn't fully placed in her. She just didn't buy her. She just didn't handle it. You know what I mean? I love that woman. I love everything about her. What sucks is that she don't love herself to the same degree because of how she treats herself or what she does. And if she can't deal with it, the fact that she can't, like, say out her mouth, hey, I can't handle this alone and I need help, shows that she's not healthy enough to receive the type of love that I'm capable of giving. So it's like it goes back to that question of do I blame myself? No, not anymore. Healing, this, this, this process of healing for you is so, you know, you recognize the the issue you adjust however you need to adjust to deal with the issue. And then it's constant. Like, you don't just make a change. It's like, hey, I'm good. You know, I'm straight. I ain't got to do nothing no more. But this is this is a constant transition for the rest of your life, probably. Um, what's one of the key things that keeps your spirits up? You're always going to have to work. So what, what always keeps you up and keeps you going? Um, it's going to sound real cliche, but it definitely is love that keeps me moving forward. Because um, I'm realizing now, after uh, 33, that a lot of this stems from how loving I've always been. So I just want to hone that shit more. You know what I mean? Like, people sometimes are bothered by the fact that I smile every day. And they're like, what are you smiling for? Bitch, because I've had shit to not smile at. So I'm going to smile today because it's easy today. Like, I, I, I write. I express myself. Um, I told you before that I wanted to start getting into performing. Those are all things that, like, just facilitate the light and the fires in me that have been dampened. So that's what I look forward to every day now. That's what keeps me going. I have an opportunity to to fulfill in me what I know I need to keep loving people. Because, I mean, sometimes people are just shitty because they don't know how not to be. And I'm okay with that. And if I could show you, you know, a smile so you don't be shitty, I, I will do that. So if we can go back. To the younger you that was going through the eleven year old you who or ten year old you what advice would Regina Gina G give ten year old Regina three things I would say one, you are validated, you are validated because you are here. you will leave a mark, just be patient and enjoy the ride two you're fucking amazing. You're beautiful, funny, intelligent, strong, very fucking strong, and impressive. Don't let anyone try to take that away from you. And three, it's okay, baby girl. 
One day, you will not have to hide anymore. Your light won't be a threat or used against you to hurt you. That's right. Be patient and enjoy the ride. Just like you've all enjoyed the ride to episode 35 of the By Chance podcast. So thank you to Regina Gina G for taking the time out to share with us all. Also, I just want to give a thank you to Jay Soul, a.k.a. the Black Sinatra, a.k.a. Mr. I don't celebrate Christmas because every day is a gift. Now, that last a.k.a. I just made up on the spot, but it's also true. Um, Jay Soul is the one who provides all the music uh, in the shows that I've used over the years. And just want to take the time out to say thank you. And also wanted to take the time out to say one more thing. In life, the only safe thing you can do is take a chance. See you all next time.